We are continuing the Chayadah, and we are in Kual Dalet, and we will discuss Kol Isha Erva, that the woman singing is considered an Erva. Now, before we get there, just one last point from yesterday. Yesterday we mentioned that Sar Isha Erva, that the Saris, the hero of a woman, is considered Erva, and we went through a whole discussion <coughs> of Menachem and uh, different Heterim. There's one other Heter that I didn't mention yesterday, that Rav Moshe Feinstein in the Tshuva, he says that there's a discussion in the Paiskim, how much of her hair must she cover? Some Sefer writes that she must cover the entire, every every part of hair on her head must be covered. However, the Rashba, the Rashba quoted in the Mishabura says that let's say you have a drop of hair sticking out that sticks out underneath her hat or her, uh, her techo or her sheto, a little bit of hair on the sides, that's not a problem, and that's how the Mishnabura Paskins. Additionally, Rav Moshe Feinstein says that <clears throat> there's a concept of tefach be'isha erva. Now, that applies when um, it's not called erva mamish. So he says here is really not erva mamish, as we know from yesterday's share, that it really depends on the makayim as uh, concerns davening uh, and benching, that the person, the Shulchan says, let's say your whole community, they do not cover the hair, one would be allowed to daven in front of them. So you see it's not the same exact dinim as erva mamish, and therefore a, a, a woman could, a married woman could expose a tefach of her hair. Now it doesn't mean a tefach in every single direction, it means uh, the total area of a tefach. So Rav Moshe Feinstein does the math, and he says you take two fingers, and you put it you know, by your, um, your hairline, and you could go two fingers back, not more than that, and that he says is mutter. A person's allowed to daven while facing it. Additionally, Moshe says says very clearly, even a Yerushimayim Tamachacham does not have to uh, reprimand his wife if she uh, uncovers a little bit of her hair, as long as it's not more than two fingers uh, wide. Um, additionally, he says a person shouldn't turn down a shidduch, uh, knowing that uh, the potential wa- uh, wife is not going to cover every last bit of hair. So it's just important to point that out. Let's go. On. We are in uh, Halacha Vav. So the Chayadim says, Kol Bisha Erva, that a woman's voice is considered an Erva. And he says, Dahainu that's when she's singing. So where's what's the source for this? The Gemara in Brachas Da Chavtar Amaralev says, Kol Amar Shmuel, Kol Bisha Erva, Shenemar Kikolech Arev Umarech Nove. It says in Shira Shirim that your voice is sweet and your appearance is beautiful. Uh, seemingly, there is some type of <clears throat> taiva for a woman's um, voice. Just to point out, if you study music, so when you put uh, songs, a song to lyrics, so, you know, lyrics, the words are just, you know, a thought or uh, intellect. When you put a song to it, so you bring in feeling and emotion into the words. That's the beauty. Sometimes you have a great song and there's a beautiful tune to it. And you could, you know, reach a higher level of davening, of tefillah, of dvekos. When you sing a song with, with the words... Beyond, you know, if someone just says, and we say it twice a week, you don't feel it. But when you sing that song, so you feel it a little more. So when you, 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 your voice, when you have music involved, singing, so then there's the feelings. And that is the most intimate part of a person, is his feelings, his emotions. So when a woman is singing, you could understand why the Pasuk in Shir Hashim says, that, that there is some type of, closeness that may be, you know, inappropriate at times. You know, it's, at times it is appropriate, but you could see why <clears throat> the Gemara calls it uh, erva, because it's really an intimate, private uh, thing, the feelings uh, of a woman. So, based on that, there's an iser of, the Gemara says, one is not allowed to daven, not allowed to learn when he hears kol isha. 
Now, we have questions all the time. A person uh, is hanging out in the mall. In a typical mall, there's music blaring in the background. You're by a ball game. You're in a cab. You're in a taxi. You're at work, and there's music playing. You could be a mashkiach, you know, in a restaurant, and you'll have the, the, the chef and the workers blasting music. So the question is, can a person daven? Can you say brachas? Can you learn using your, using your words when there is kol isha around? So obviously not. There's an answer of saying this with kol isha. So there's a general chakira. There's a question. How do we understand this concept of kol isha erva? There are two ways to understand it. One way to understand it is, it's like a, a hearer issue, meaning if a person hears kol isha, so he might be mahar acher, uh, the isha, he might think about her. And therefore, it's like a loy plug, because it causes hirurim rhyme, it causes uh, challenging thoughts, so therefore a person is not allowed to make a bracha while hearing it. That's one way of learning it. The other way of learning it is that the actual singing is called erva mavish. That, that itself is called erva. What's the nafkamina? What's the difference? So you have many, many differences in halacha. First of all, let's say someone's wife is singing. So if the problem is hearer, so a man is not worried, not necessarily worried about a man being mahar after his own wife, that shouldn't be an issue. Why would Chazal make an isser of saying brachas when his wife is singing? Additionally, if um, if it's erva mamish, so if it's erva, so we said yesterday and two days ago, when it comes to davening in front of an erva, it doesn't make a difference. The Gemara says specifically we're talking about a wife. Other women, why is he looking? But even a wife, there's a problem of shaykh isha erva, so it wouldn't, wouldn't make a difference. There are many other questions in halacha. Is there a difference if it's a recorded voice? You're listening on the radio. It's not the woman herself singing. You're playing back a recording. Um, what if you don't know who she is? What if it's other members of your family? So we know that immediate family members, there's usually no problem of hearer. You know, when it comes to Hilchaz Yichud, there are many kulas involved. Uh, a person's mother, a sister, a daughter. So can a person sing Zmiris at a Shabbos table with his siblings? Is that called uh, hearer? Is that a problem? Because there's typically no hearer there. Or no, if it's Erva Mamish, that's called Erva. So that person's not to say Dvarim Shabidusha in front of um, while they are singing. Another example is, is Ishtanida. If your wife's in Nida, so then her is Asr. So even in that case, everybody would agree that she cannot uh, she cannot sing. He cannot listen to her singing when she's in Nida. So how do we pass him? So it really depends how you learn this. So let's say, um, let's let's start with recorded voice. So recorded voice. The actual woman singing is just not happening right now. It's a, re- it's a recording. So if the problem is Erva Mamish, that women singing is called Erva as we know from Rabbi Vadi Yosef's tshuva about, you know, watching a commercial, that's not called uh, Erva Mamish. There's a hear-her issue, but it's not called Erva Mamish. So therefore, the Tzitzeliezer, and many places can say that there's no problem of a recorded voice because that is not a, um, that's not called Erva Mamish. Now, if a person is thinking anyways, if, if a person is having, having taiva for the, the voice that he's hearing, it doesn't make a difference where he is or what he's listening to. There's always a problem with that. But assuming a person is trying to do the right thing, he's just in a cab and he's trying to say to him, and he hears the, the music blaring. So the Tzitzel says there'll be no problem of, of because it's not called Avramamish because she's not singing at this point. However, Abba Yosef argues, he says, if you know who it is, so then you're automatically going to be mahar, and it's a problem. But let's say you don't know who it is, he'd be him that there'll be no problem of a recorded voice. Rav Moshe Feinstein, on the other hand, he says, no, even if it's a recorded voice, there's still a problem. It seems like he would hold that 
that they are um that the problem is the erva is not the erva mamish. The problem is being mahar, and we say loy plug. That loy plug, there's always. There's a, another question. What about a person's wife? So there are two ways to read the Ramah. The Ramah seems to say that if it's Kola Ruggle, it's her typical voice, there'll be no problem. He's used to it already, so he's not going to be Mahar. It seems like the only concern is his hearer and not of Erva Mamish. So having explained, you know, some parts of the Chakira, I just want to go to Allah Chalamaisa. Someone shopping in the mall. What is he allowed to rely on? So first of all, usually it's recorded music. Recorded music, we could say... Many places can make that's not called Erev Mamish. Obviously, don't be thinking about it. Additionally, if he doesn't know who it is, assuming he doesn't follow uh, iTunes uh, top 10 lists, he has no clue who it is. So, even better. Rabbi Vavi says, you don't even know who it is. You're not going to be Mahara after all. You don't know who it is. It could be a machine. You have no clue who it is. There's no hero in that case. Um, by by Additionally, the Shulchan Harav says, if you just blink it out of your mind, you don't think about it, it'll be mutter as well. And we rely on this. If you have no choice... Even if you do know who it is, you have no choice, you're stuck somewhere, um, the Shulchan Aharav basically gives you the allowance to say, I'm ignoring it, and I'm able to daven. Um, if a person's with his own wife, so when she's a nida, there's really an, there's an Easter for a man to, to be Maharach or his wife when she's, when she's a nida, and therefore there would be a problem of listening to her singing. Although, the place gave my mashma that if it's kol ragal, it's a typical voice, she's not singing, you know, a solo, she's just singing to a baby to put him to sleep, or humming, that would not be a problem, even when she's Anita, uh, many of the places can do bring that down. What if she's not Anita? So Halach is he's definitely allowed to listen to her voice, right? The question is, can he daven while she's singing? So, I would say in this case, many places are machmir, because just, that's called Avramamish, based on that concern that it's called Avramamish. Um, there are those that are mekel, there are those that are mekel, and, and say that a person would be allowed to to uh, Davin because he's used to his wife singing and there won't be a uh, hearer. There's a question uh, regarding, uh, you know, sometimes some communities will have men and women singing together. And that's like what they do for Shalash or this, based on some type of heter. So the Sri Deish actually brings this down and he brings out that this was the Minigan Germany, based on Rav Shamshan Fall Hirsch and other Poiskim, that they used to sing together, not just family members. It was like communal shul events and everybody was singing together. And he brings in a few reasons, maybe to, to be mekel. At the end of the day, if someone wants to listen to these reasons, maybe you'll uh, you'll speak to me privately. At the end of the day, the 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 Swedish does not like any of these um, heterim. He says maybe ace lasted Hashem for kiruv purposes. Definitely not thrilled about that setup. So once in a while, you get stuck by a meal. Was once a couple years ago, I was once by a meal, and um, all of a sudden by Shiramalis, the right before benching the. The wife starts singing along. So I'm thinking, you know, there, there might be two issues. Issue number one is for me to listen to Kalisha. So should I put my fingers in my ears and make a ruckus? I know there are sheetas to rely on. But then I ask myself, why do I have to say Shiram Alex now? Why do I have to actually say Hashem's name? You're not to say Hashem's name um, in front of Kalisha. So there might be what to rely on, but maybe just skip the whole Shiram Alex. Why do I have to say Shiram Alex and, uh, while she is singing? Okay, so that's basically the halachas of of Kol Beisha Erva. Um, there's more to discuss. We're going to move on to uh, Klal Hay. If someone wants to discuss this uh, at length, you could reach out to me. In Klal Hay, we'll discuss the halachas of brachas. Um, I'll just throw out a question, and we'll discuss this tomorrow. 
there was a, my friend, he told me the following shout There was a guy who was leading a JLIC, a Jewish learning initiative on campus, college campuses run by the Orthodox Union. And they're sitting around by benching. And there's a boy there who's not uh, Jewish. He's not Jewish. He thinks he's Jewish. He identifies as Jewish, but he's not Jewish. And he says, Rabbi, I'm number 10. We have a minion. We could say, because I'm the 10th person for your minion, for your uh, for benching. So the JLIC rabbi said, um, what do I do? If I, I don't want to embarrass him and tell him, you know, you're not Jewish, you're not counted, you're not, you're not anything. On the other hand, we don't want to have a bracha levatala. So we'll discuss in tomorrow, we'll begin the discussion of what exactly is a bracha levatala, how bad is that, and would we ever be mako to save someone from embarrassment.